All right, everybody, it's Scooch here. We're going to be doing a nice, easy recap of our second season of Big Farm in the Sky P.I. And these are kind of behind-the-scenes episodes, uh, particularly good to sleep to, from what I've heard, uh, where I talk about a kind of the concept around the show and making it and decisions I made. And all of those things, uh, and maybe a little bit of later on, maybe a teaser or kind of conceptually where we're at for the next uh, series coming up. And uh, I don't know. So if you listen, maybe it'll give you some insight into the podcast, maybe not. But it, it definitely have always found these to be good. And if anybody's uh, really paying attention now for when questions come up, uh, if you see listeners asking questions online, you could point them, point them to this episode. You could usually share timestamps in your podcast app to say, oh, this is where Scoots answered that question, because uh, that's always helpful. But uh, let's see. So there are two things I was thinking about starting out with. Uh, one was like Antonio Banderas, which maybe I'll get to in a few minutes, because uh, first I was like, man, it's been 12 episodes. So, so here's a couple of things off the top of my head. I have no idea when... I started recording Big Farm in the Sky PI episodes. I'd assume it was like in uh, the last couple of months of 2018. Is that what you, it's 2019 now. And I know I lost some time because I know like the goal, uh, if you've listened to these episodes, is to have like a six-week lead time minimum between the recording of the episode and the release of the episode. And just because of life stuff and uh, d- different travels, uh, I think we've, we definitely fell off that with the scripted episodes. Uh, but I think last year we were on that six-week thing. I think sometime in the, um, January, February, and March, we probably lost a week each one of those months. And then April, I, I took a week off for recording. So right now I'm not sure what my lead time is uh, but I'm going to try to stay on schedule because sometimes I'll finish a series uh, and try to give myself, like, we've talked about this too, but it, like uh, you, maybe you're new, maybe you haven't heard it, right? So let's recap. Uh, or maybe you're just chilling out, right? Uh, but usually I, like, uh, I write these episodes on a two-week schedule. In a perfect world, it would be 10 days, but that really never worked out. Uh, because presumably, uh, other than with this Game of Thrones season and an experiment we did with uh, The Good Place, uh, a certain type of episode comes out every 10 days because it goes a Tuesday-style episode, a written episode, and then a TV recap episode. That's the normal rhythm of the show. Uh, we've strayed from that rhythm for The Good Place, but then I went back to the 10-day or every third episode with The Good Place and then we definitely strayed from it for, for Game of Drones because uh, it's just like – like uh, it just had to stay on task because those episodes are longer. They're actually more popular. There's some people that just come in and listen to the Game of Thrones content, and they're just very – like enjoy, uh, even though it's a lot more challenging, uh, it's just uh, the show breathes in a certain way organically. It's like uh, – for, I don't know how I got off topic of the written episodes, but so just as an insight, like uh, for Game of Drones, so the episodes are on Sunday, and HBO, understandably so, doesn't give out any um, pre- previews. So, so I would watch the episode at 6 p.m., then immediately watch it again 
depending on, so usually from like 6 to midnight or 6 to 10 or 11 p.m., uh, I'd do two, two or three, like two or three total watches taking notes of the Game of Drones episode. And then in the morning, do a rewatch and research. Uh, or like, so that's, so that's just why Game of Thrones, Drones ones are come out, come out every week. Uh, so. What was my point? Oh, so this next series, I'm already working on it, uh, and ideally I'll record it next week, uh, which would be about two weeks from the last recording of game of a, a like a, a written episode. This is more of a recap episode. Yeah, but I can't believe that uh, however many weeks went by, like probably four or five months since I started this series, and I guess part of the reason I'm surprised is. Uh, it goes like it go both goes by extremely slowly and extremely fast. Uh, so it feels like it flew by, and I'm like, man, we've made twelve episodes, and that was kind of my goal. Like, uh, I'm always testing like how many episodes, and sometimes the series will tell me, oh, I think we're only, I think we're good for ten episodes. Uh, uh, sometimes the calendar will tell me because I'm like, okay, how much until the holidays are coming up? Because we have a holiday series. Uh, so it's like, okay, when is uh, Thanksgiving? So that's another thing that can dictate how many episodes are, or it just like uh, runs out of gas. I mean, the nice thing about running out of gas and doing 12 episodes is uh, you really get to see what happens after the car runs out of gas, uh, or you say, okay. So th- this season was definitely a lesson in, um, as it always is, of like, huh, what it were of uh, working with the characters in the story, uh, working together as opposed to pushing them around, which is a lesson I learn every single time. And, uh, like, I couldn't even tell you right now. I mean, I have all the notebooks. Uh, we'll even talk about notebooks maybe uh, here because they say I don't even know what the 12 episodes were. I mean, I know the last few because, like, right now I'm, like, uh, I just mixed like episode ten, and I just recorded episode twelve, and episode nine probably came out in the free feed. I think episode ten probably is about to come out in the patron feed, or maybe it just did. So that's like a little bit around that stuff. Let's see. So Antonio Banderas. This came up a lot on different uh, social network, whatever you call them, like places. People ask me questions, right? And a lot of questions are. How did you get, what's Antonio Banderas doing on the show and how did you get him? What's he really like? Uh, and just strangely enough, this morning, uh, I saw this super, uh, so so he's working on a new project. So, the, like, I don't want to spoil any of that, but uh, I saw some super cute uh, pictures of him uh, with uh, one of our favorite directors. But so... How did he, when did he first come on the shows? I have no idea. I want to say it was Kip Bessos. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because I can hear him saying, so it might have been Kip Bessos season two. I can hear him saying, hi, yeah. And even when, these are sometimes my memories like muddled, but in this case, I, I couldn't believe, I said, what did, did you just do a hi, yeah type sound? Uh, so I don't know if any of that's true, though. I'm not my own historian. Uh, but I would presume that it was like years ago. And how did he first appear? I mean, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, I like this show 
Is pastiche a right word? Is, is that even a word? But I do like the show to be an amal- amalgamation. Is that, an, is that a word? Uh, of like old school stuff and new school stuff and pushing the pushing out against those uh, sides of the balloon or whatever. And there's also this idea that uh, uh, there's, so there's the intro of the show. Then there's the intro of the series, which maybe I could talk about a little bit too. I don't know if I've flushed that out a lot. Uh, but then there's this transition from me setting up the series to whoever, whomever is narrating the series or whoever. And whether that's a, like uh, whatever the narration situation or the dialogue situation is. And there's always a transition. And it's also like because it, because of the range within the vo- vocals of this podcast, over the years it's changed. Uh, but the range has kind of, uh, it, it, like, I don't know, It's uh, I want to give it a nice transition space, I guess is the main thing, to help you transition from me, Scoots, saying, hey, this is what our episodically modular series is about. Uh, to the episode starting and I guess you know, like we don't have like an introduction we did we used to have a long time ago within the first year or two of the podcast we had the theme music for the show and then we had the theme music for the series and people didn't like that uh, over, over time some people did but not the majority of people and then we tried transitional music uh, that was like a continuation of the original theme of the podcast that Posty did. And people didn't like that because they say, well, there's no mu- there was music, and then there's 15 minutes and no music. Uh, so it just threw, threw people off. Uh, so then I, I don't know if these are the corollary, though, but I, at some point I said, okay, it just needs something as a transition. This is me trying to explore what really happened. I don't know if, I don't think this was one plus one plus one equals three. Uh, but at some point, like I got Anto- Antonio Banderas uh, into studio and I said, why not? Like, let's just see how this goes. Uh, and you might say, Scoots, how did that happen? And I'll say, I'll tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a lovely actor named Antonio Banderas. Uh, possibly he was driving across the island of Alameda. And he was headed to work at uh, the old Alameda Naval Air Station. And he uh, was on a street that I lived on. And uh, he like had some vehicle. This is, again, could be fiction, but vehicle situation. You know, maybe it was a gas, maybe it was a tire. Maybe it was just his gut said, huh, maybe the car, you know, maybe the car, maybe he has a synchronicity with his gut and his car. And the next thing you know, I look out the window and I see that, uh, that uh, I don't know what you call it, ponytail, uh, slicked back hair, uh, that like uh, kind eyes, uh, handsome face, I don't know, devastating jawline. Uh, and I said, uh, hey, like, uh, I don't know, first I just said, what's that dude, what's that dude, that, that dude's uh, walking down my driveway uh, and uh, looking around uh, like uh, he needs some help. I better uh, 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 like cover myself in my covers because I don't want to get involved. Uh, but then someone said to me, well, maybe he just needs like uh, directions and uh you could send him on his way. Uh, 
without having to have a conversation or anything. And then I said, uh, excuse me, can I help you? And next thing you know, any t- he's opened with my friend. Uh, of course, Ray got involved. That's how it happened, really. But I did make initial make Antonio contact. I said, hey, can I help you, sir? Uh, what's up? Uh, well, I've, uh, he told me the situation. Asked for some water, then Ray showed up, and they made friends. Ray told them about the podcast. Uh, They said, oh, I'm just about to record the podcast. Uh, Oh, what's this? believe it or not, this was back in the day. Oh, what's a podcast? And I explained it to him, and I said, why don't you pop in a studio? I could get a little role for you. And the rest is written in history. You know, his love of board games, his creaky elbows, his clicky, like, throat, his loud chewing, his inability to sit, sit completely still, his, the, the way his knees and his ankles make a slight clicking noise at some points, his uh, ability to uh, not consistently win at board games against me, which pleases me, but he's like gives me enough competition and conversation to make it fun. Uh, his generosity with time and the fact he's willing to drive here, uh, even though probably like uh, even though he, I think he likes it, except for the twelve to eighteen hours he spends in this vehicle, green, hundred percent green vehicle, of course. And so that's how kind of maybe how it happened. It uh, fits the style and the nature of the show, so it works. Uh, so like, uh, can keep coming back. I'll, I'll buy uh, another board game if you don't like this one. I said I'll invite. I also make jokes like with him. I say I'm going to invent silent ice and uh, a noiseless glass. Uh, a straw that you can like drink your drink through without that pinging sound. Uh, can you just close your nostrils when you drink? Maybe that's where that noise is coming from. We've done experiments. You should see it. Uh, I mean, that doesn't get on the podcast, but I see. Okay, let me go get the recording equipment while you drink water. And I say, let's go in and see what a, like a scientist has to say about this. And say it's perfectly normal. Those are the sounds of a. Uh, a devastatingly handsome man drinking water. And they say, what about the rest of us? And the doctor says, I'm kidding. That's what, like, uh, 80 percent. I said, well, it's too loud, doc. Uh, and so anyway, those are, that's the story of how, like, and then I guess the next question would be, well, why, why wouldn't I have him on, right? Well, like, uh, I mean, it is a little bit embarrassing for me because I do come across a little brutish, uh, uh, and how I, you know, take him for granted. But that's the playfulness of our relationship, really. I think it makes him, you know, when I am unappreciative, it, it lets him know I appreciate it, him and his time. Uh, but it's also just a, the mechanics of a sleep podcast. I see, I can't have you pinging. I see, okay, well, what about this? Like, can you just drink your water when I, like, uh, I'll whistle or clap my hands, uh, when I'm taking a break, and then you can drink water. Just don't drink it any other time. Also, we learned quickly, like, okay, don't drink water. You know, towards the end of the recording, you can drink water because then it'll be done in case, you know, you have to naturally do things. And again, a lot of people that don't record podcasts believe this is all, like they say, it really amazing. And I say, yeah, for a sleep podcast, there can't be, my parents didn't believe it, uh, 
and they've come to stay with me twice. And I said, uh, it's not like, honestly, it's not easy to say, okay. Uh, the first time they stayed with me, uh, I said, okay, like, I don't know what we're going to do because I have to record. And what I, I guess, just like Antonio, I guess I was like, uh, they're different and they're two people. I said, what if you just take a nap? Like, don't, like I, if someone told me at 2 o'clock to take a nap, I would say, sounds great. Or lie in bed and take a nap or read. Uh, but much like children, they said, well, we're not tired. Uh, or we don't feel like reading. We'll just, uh, and I say, okay, well, if my experience with Antonio's taught me everything, this is, so then I say, okay, well, uh, so really, when you listen to the podcast, it's not when I'm talking to Antonio. It's like goes for other guests as well. You see, okay, well, and they, but usually people give you this smiling look, like you're joking or you're being too uh, retentive. Uh, and you say, no, no, this is not a joke. It's a podcast to put people to sleep. I can't have uh, a pinging or throat clearing. Or whatever that game is where you pop the bubbles, uh, like with the multicolored bubbles, like the sound effects for that. Or people reading out like a crossword things that they say, uh, you know, whatever, like uh, like uh, the crossword hints. Uh, those are no goes. Or pen, you know, penciling and then <laughs> oh, uh, that's not a vowel. I can't have that. I mean, I'm kidding mostly, but so. That, I, I don't know. I know. I don't know if I've over-explained. I've had the ch- opportunity to over-explain the, the whole Antonio Banderas thing. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess for me, a lot of times it goes through. Does it fit the sensibility of the show? Does it serve a purpose? And does it add something? And is it beautiful? Like, uh, like uh, I think it's some generalized way. And I say, okay, that's a yes to all of those in that situation. Uh, so, I mean, I, I realize that it doesn't like, uh, again, the podcast is, uh, is just made by a human being. So you say, okay, well, I loathe Antonio, that part. I say, okay, that's why we work so hard to keep the variety in the show and to try to keep it free. So you also have things to choose from. Uh, so yeah, you know, you don't have to like Antonio being there, but I just like, uh, I don't actually get like of all the things like, uh, Almost everything in the show has, uh, you know, people with uh, thoughts about strong thoughts about it. Even like particularly like everybody, but uh, regular listeners and uh, Antonio's one is more inquisitive. I mean, I have got a couple strong thoughts about it, and what I do is I just mail them autographed picture of uh, of Koa. No, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I imagine I do. I was going to say Antonio, but uh, I mail I mail them a self-addressed, a stamped envelope inside of a self-addressed, uh, uh, not a self-addressed. So I make a self-addressed stamped envelope for them, put it in, in an envelope addressed to the, you know, Banderas headshots, uh, P.O. box, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay, so it's a little bit about Antonio. Also, I don't get, I don't think I've gotten, maybe I've talked about this, maybe I haven't, like a, but one aspect of the show, of these series, is uh, as they become episodically modular and less and less serialized, uh, though some of them had a serial throughput, like, uh, well, that's impacted the creative side. But it, it, over the years, uh, 
I've really enjoyed the top heaviness of the recap for anybody that never listened to another episode before. And I don't know when that started, probably pretty early on. And just like Antonio, that serves a purpose of reducing anxiety because that's one thing I learned. And then as we got rid of the serialized stuff or kind of uh, it downplayed the seriality and uplayed the episodically modular aspect, which I'll explain that vocabulary just in case. Uh, but uh, as we did that, uh, I don't know, I say, oh, because that would cost me. They say, well, I can't just listen to episode four. And I say, okay, totally, I understand so that's how that came about. And then, yeah, me, my, these long-winded uh, five- or eight-minute recaps of the show, uh, where things stand, uh, I don't know, I do find that amusing because it's kind of ridiculous. It's only, It would be something you would only kind of do in a sleep podcast. So it's not like an inside joke. It's just kind of like wonderful ridiculousness. I don't know how else to, like, that's when I'm making a show that it's like, Okay, this is ridiculous and necessary and awesome that I could uh, recap in almost a, like uh, every time we make an episode, recap uh, the entire first two seasons uh, again in, in, in a, f- a few minutes and to set up the characters again and again. I don't know. It just seems like it also seems like something that someone that just doesn't, the podcast doesn't work for, it would further clarify that. Uh, but usually they don't make it that far anyway. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so those are, have become a big part of the show, I mean, for a while now. Because they say, okay, if you're new, you want to know what the series is about, right? If you sleep through it, you like you, let's just say you're a regular listener, but you fall asleep during the intros, or you're a patron and you fall asleep during the intros, uh, you, you wouldn't know what the series is about, uh but then one night you can't, you know, it's just a little bit harder to sleep and you're going to listen to the series. I want to make sure it's a safe place, right? That's, I guess it's a part of building a safe place or, you know, it's a part of the, again, the sensibility of the podcast. It, it fits the style of the podcast and it's just goofy. You say, okay, I'm going to explain what big, then I have to explain what the big farm is. Uh, then you got to explain why Simon could come back to earth, uh, so you have to explain what the conceit of the series is, uh, who Simon is, where's, okay, then that takes a little while. Uh, then why can Simon go back to Earth uh, and those things? It, like, and then who are G and DK and all that. And then you, some of it can be repetitive and some of it can be new. And some of it, I say, did I forget to mention this? Uh also, one thing that is interesting about making a sleep podcast, both maybe from the audience side and from the um, creator side, is continuity. Uh, like, we have a, a vague familiarity with continuity, I'd say. Uh, oh, I was going to explain what I'll, let me explain what all these words mean, just in case, like, you know, we've got plenty of time here, right? Okay, like, settle in, let me tuck you in there. Okay, so, uh, oh, okay, so serial, episodic, and modular. So serial is like a story uh, told over a number of, in my word, this is just my words, over a number of episodes uh, that tells a story. And and Sleep With Me, it's never been critical for you to listen to all the episodes in order, uh, but they're all sequentially related 
and there's kind of an essential plot running through them. So Lady Witchbeard was pretty much a serial. Like, uh, you could listen to uh, the episodes in any order, but it, and the plot was very difficult to grasp anyway. Uh, in season one of Nuns in Space, both seasons of Get Bessos, uh, or if there was three seasons of Get Bessos, I can never remember, but... Uh, those were all serial. Like, so he said, episode one, episode two came after it, episode three. So, uh, episodic for the most part means that each episode can stand alone. Big Farm and Sky PI season one, uh, was an example of that each case was, uh, more or less unrelated to the overall, uh, lives of our characters and could be listened to in any order. And modular, I don't even know if that's a like a word with production of entertainment. I always think about it as modular classrooms and modular furniture. But it means, for me, it means the episodes you could kind of move them around or listen to them in any order. And you'd still have an understanding. So even if it was episodic and serial, you could still have a general understanding of the entire series listening to it in any particular order. Which, again, is just a big part of a sleep podcast uh, versus any... Because, I mean, like, literally, I can see statistically... Like, here's the interesting thing, like, uh, about the statistics of the show. So, let's see. Podcast statistics are kind of becoming more and more nuanced, but for the most part, they've stayed very much the same over the... Just some of the methodology and stuff has changed. And then we've got more, a little bit more granular info. But for the most part, podcast statistics follow, like the number of downloads an episode gets. And you keep doing that because that's kind of how, also that's kind of how the distribution is covered by bandwidth. Like, But anyway, let's not get it. So for the most part, almost all of our episodes, other than like the over the years, The Good Place and Game of Drones, uh, get the same amount of downloads as episodes or and Star Trek it was the opposite uh, like it got to get the same number of downloads and I, I don't know I'm not going to give out our download numbers but let's just say that episode had we'll just use small numbers like uh, all our episodes were getting 10 downloads so 10 people were listening uh, maybe one episode 11 people would listen one maybe one episode 9 would listen but almost all the episodes, no matter what, they fall in a pretty close range. Other than and what I say when I say Good Place or Game of Thrones, those would get like, instead of 10, 11, 12, they would be getting like 14, 15, maybe Game of Thrones 16. Uh, but that's not a percentage. Maybe only, and then Star Trek was getting uh, like a significant percentage less, not a ton less. And I still don't understand exactly what that was. Uh, it's just some sort of... Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not going to do Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, but it just was weird that it was statistically undeniable. You see, oh, well, all those episodes are like 20% less. Uh, and that's what I'd say. Yeah, those are 20% less. Good place to be 20% more, maybe 15% more. And Game of Thrones drones would be like 30, 35% more. I don't know if that's true right now. That's historically even though game, Good Place is in our recent history. Um, what was my point, though? Uh, oh, but also our show, I don't know if this is exactly what Long Tail is, 
But all of our episodes in the feed are being downloaded, right? And the newest episodes are getting the most downloads. And as the show grows, the newer episodes will get more downloads overall than the episodes preceding them. Yeah, but even in the middle of our back catalog and then the earliest episodes, usually the first uh, few episodes in the feed, like so the oldest ones would get a lot of downloads and then all the newer ones. But even the middle ones in the feed still get thousands of downloads a month, I think. Actually, I don't think. I think the last time I looked at it was like, uh, so I just always keep that stuff in mind. I guess that was my point is that like people could be, people, people are jumping around. Also, what's weird, and this was when the, so Apple started to give us more granular stance and how episodes are consumed. And this wasn't something, I think this has been available for maybe a year or 18 months, uh, and Apple keeps your information private, so this is totally detached from you as a person. It's just generalized info. But I can also see on every episode what percentage of the episode is consumed. And in Sleep With Me, what this means is, like, uh, how much of it is reconsumed. So I can look at my Apple statistics and, uh, like, see the average for an hour. And, and now this is just an average, but... Uh, I think on average, an episode of Sleep With Me is con- consumed by uh, uh, on av- an average listener on Apple Podcasts consumes 130% of a Sleep With Me episode on our current ones. Uh, and so what that means, if the hours, if, if uh, what is 130%? What's 30%? I know, uh, three. So if a show is 100 minutes long... Uh, is that right? Well, if it shows an hour long, they're consuming an hour plus 30%, uh, so an hour and 20, or an hour and 18 minutes. Uh, so the episodes are getting re-listened to. I can't necessarily t- really tell with great clarity what parts. I mean, I assume the intros and the stories are getting reconsumed. Now, here's what's even more interesting, is that during the time, uh, like, uh, there's like, uh, so the only, we don't really take any time off of shows, but we'll do uh, all intro episodes uh, for the big holidays here in the U.S. Uh, just because that way I can take like a week or two off over the year because I'll build up like uh, whatever. That's the equivalent of like six episodes. I think I like we run six or five maybe. I guess we run five all intro episodes over the year or so about, um, but around those times, uh, you could see that the episodes in front of them and behind them, they get consumed even more. So it'll go up like, uh, if a regular was like 125% consumption, it'll bump up to like 140% consumption. And that's all regular listeners, uh, that are kind of the backbone of the show. And then if the show spikes in popularity or something, those numbers will go down, so if our average is like 125, 130, if all of a sudden we get an influx of new listeners, it will drop down because some people are checking out the show and they're like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, uh, so that's it. And then it may be like a natural question. I think it, well, there's another company we have for statistics. And I, I don't know exactly. I think like over the top of my head, it's like uh, we're just about to cross it. Like So every month, this isn't like how many downloads we get or how many episode, uh, downloads we get per episode. Yeah, but this is like the number of people that listen to at least one episode a month. Uh, 
is I think like in the U.S. it's just around 500,000 people. And then in the overall, the whole globe, it's like another 250. So like around 750,000. Yeah, but out of 750,000, like, uh, there's probably like a, a third of those are regular hardcore listeners and the other 66% are like very casual listeners. I mean, it'd be good to know in the future as uh, podcast statistics get more granular, especially for sleep with me, because it is like, like, it is like, who are this, how many people are super users? And I would put that at a, like a, like a significant number, um, like 50% of those regular listeners uh, are probably super users, meaning they listen to like every single episode every month and, or more, and even more than that. Uh, so it's just a little bit of statistics, uh, is cause those, all those statistics do inform, oh, how do I make this show or what's not working? Like, uh, and the biggest things the statistics revealed to me was like, okay, Star Trek and Next Generation, we can't, we'll like have to do it in like shorter chunks because uh, it's just not as appealing as everything else we do to the majority, like to a percentage of our listeners. Uh, but it does have like a deep, like a deep fan base. So we're not going to turn away from it totally either. And then like t- episode titles, like, uh, the only other statistical anomaly will be if an episode titles this rarely happens because I'm pretty good at it and been doing it a while, but uh, it's archetypally off-putting uh, that will statistically underperform because people say, well, I don't want to listen to that with that title. It's not going to help me sleep. And the last time that happened uh, where it was a, like an impact, it was a long time ago, it was a... Uh, I don't even know what series it was, but it was called, like it was named after the name of it was, and I still don't know what I was thinking. The most dangerous game was the name of the episode. I think I changed even the name of the episode eventually because it was like, what were you thinking? I think that was like an early Get Bessos episode, maybe. But that one, like, it, it was like, holy cow! Like, if you if I mess up a title, understandably, people aren't going to listen to it. And so that, again, goes into the, I don't think the episodically or modular thing was based on statistics. is more based on feedback. But now looking back at the statistics and seeing how many people consume older episodes or reconsume episodes, it makes me think, oh, it's important to focus more on the episodic versus the serial. Uh, though there can be a serial serialized component to it, uh, I don't know. So that's a little bit about that. Continuity, that was another thing that came up. Continuity means like uh, if something is true in the first episode of a, or the first season of a series, it's going to be true in the second. And that's not always the case for Sleep With Me. I try to be generally aware of all that, but uh, like I don't have the like luxury of time when I'm making the show because I'm working on episodes that come out in like six weeks or eight weeks or sometimes less than that. And between the pre-production uh, production and the post-production of the show, that's like a, for me like a, the equivalent of two full-time jobs or one and a half, and then the managing of the podcast is I don't know, but but, but so I don't because I have like listening time. 
before I before I make season two of the Big Farm in the Sky to listen to season one. It's just like because I'm always listening to episodes before they're coming out. Uh, so sometimes continuity it doesn't throw listeners off. I mean that's the good thing about making a sleep podcast, but it does throw me off because they say what is the rule with Simon and uh, uh, Big Farm and Earth. And actually, like, making it more, like, like as I closed the season, I said, okay, let's lock in these rules a little bit better than, than because I don't remember what the rules were when we started. And this is kind of an essential piece of storytelling. And actually, the looseness of the rule worked for this season, but it doesn't work overall. So, and then, okay, so then, let's see. So let's talk about... Uh, uh, the goal of this season or what I thought. So I came up with the title of this summer. I saw, I was going through some uh, cleaning out, helping my uh, siblings clean out their cabin, uh, my brother Dan's cabin and some old furniture. And I said, I said, okay, you want me to go through this old furniture before I put it out uh, to be donated? And he said, yeah. And I found this old fishing lure box. I don't even know if there's a fishing lure in it, but it was called the Phantom Minnow. And that spoke to me. I said, that is a brilliant name of a fishing lure. And that made me think of Simon. And I said, okay, there's the title of the big, because at that time I was probably like, what are we going to do next? Uh, Like I kind of had plotted whatever, Nuns in Space, Holiday Series, what's next? Maybe that's what it was this summer. I don't know. And I said, that sounds like a comic and a superhero kind of thing. And then as we sat down to start, and then I, then I came up with the concept, okay, like, uh, what if we have it happen on Earth uh, with G and DK? And then it kind of was like, okay, what if it happens in this retirement community uh, similar to the villages uh, called the towns? Like, that would be interesting, and, and it would be interesting to have G&DK solving cases, which would make sense. Uh, and then I had, so I said, I had that concept, and then I, okay, well, but Simon wants to do this Phantom Minnow thing. And there is always, like, my brain is serialized, so even if the show isn't serialized, I do want, like, to make a season having some sort of throughput or threads uh, or arcs or, acts a season act uh, or acts or you know season journey and see you know c-o-n-f-l-i-c-t and, and like desires drive and themes driving the season keeps the season going so i said okay so we'll have g and dk uh doing a pi business in florida that would get them through 10 to 12 episodes without a doubt and that would be a journey for them from when they start the business to when it ends. So that one was a little more uh, straightforward. And then I said, okay, Simon wants to be this fan of Minnow. Then I entered, then I said, well, it's an, what's the conflict? Uh, why would Simon, why, why are things going back to Earth? Why wouldn't Simon just keep living Simon's life, right? So then, and what does this fan of Minnow have to do with it? And then I kind of came up with this idea that, it eventually kind of played parts in episodes of uh, some other person uh, uh, that had this business, a startup or whatever, uh, Heavenly Solutions, and Simon was like in the, you know, in the mailroom. I mean, I thought that was a nice starting point, and then why he would want to 
leave uh, the big farm to help GNTK, other than that he cares about them deeply. Uh, but the Phantom Minnow thing just never developed, I think, just because I didn't have a clear reason for it. And also, it, it, like, looking back on uh, how the season developed, I, it became clear by the time I ended it, uh, okay, this season's just not about it. So this season's about GNDK and Simon helping them. And it just doesn't have enough uh, room uh, other than to touch back and forth on uh, Simon and what he wants. It's more about what, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, uh, so I didn't want to shoehorn in this extra plot. Uh, and, and I did think it would like could play a role in solving the cases. But then you get into the whole idea of... Uh, uh, realism or magical realism, deus ex machina, like when it comes to mysteries and that I didn't want to take any um, agency. I mean, it's hard enough giving the characters agency in a sleep podcast. Uh, I, mean, I mean, enough agency or whatever, but uh, if that's the right word, but um, it just didn't want to steal any of that from G and DK. Like I wanted them to have their own business built with their own hands and their own minds. Uh, and not have Uncle Simon coming in as the Phantom Minnow and saving the day, like maybe having him as a part of the solutions. Uh, but G and DK are just so um, on top of it. They, they don't like, they can ask and a lot of times vocalize the help they need. Uh, and a lot of times they just need someone to listen to them as they are brainstorming, not this uh, active uh, problem solver. So, I don't know, that's like what happened with the Phantom Minnow. But then by the end of the season, I said, okay, wait a second. Uh, we'll see if there'll be, at some point, there probably will be a season three because we teased it at the end of the thing. It's like uh, Simon does need to be back in his world, I think. Uh, and, uh, like, he does need to be solving cases. That's his thing. He's not a, a Earth person anymore. Uh, realistically, G and DK have to go back to school. But also, just like me, the character Simon says, well, I'm not sure I want to give up on this idea of the Phantom Minnow totally, because it seemed to be a big thorn in Scoot's side. I said, great, thanks. Uh, right, like, uh, so we'll see if that'll come up when we do season three. That would probably be like uh, 18 to 24 to 36 months away, uh, even though we don't have anything else on the schedule. I mean, tentatively, I haven't even written up the, the release schedule yeah, but it was so we'd start, like, I'm starting to work on the next series. I don't know if it'll be 10, 9, 10, 12 episode series or maybe less, maybe more. I mean, I don't think it'll be more. Uh, just because 12 in one recap is like the max. Uh, now that we're on this two week uh, release schedule, it's just, uh, I want to keep the schedule, I like to keep the schedule balanced. Uh, so it's like we're doing. In a perfect world, we'd do two series a year and a holiday series. And depending on how the schedule falls, it'd be like a mini series or uh, something else, or just to take a couple of weeks of doing uh, random episodes. Uh, so that's what I actually have to do next is like work backwards from Thanksgiving to now and say, okay, where, like, how many episodes do we have space for? And then even that can change. Or even Big Farm, I thought uh, we were going to do 12. Then I was writing episode 10. And I was like, this feels like episode 12. Or maybe that was episode 11. 
And they said, maybe it'll end here, or maybe I'll write episode 12 and then write episode 11. Or maybe it was like, uh, I don't know, those 10, 11, and 12. Uh, but then the things clarified. I said, no, no, this is uh, definitely episode 10. Yeah, I think I, was, I thought episode 10 was going to be episode 12. But that led to episode 11. And, and then it all fit. I said, okay, yeah, G and DK stories finished here, more or less. And then we'll finish up Simon's part of it. Uh, so, I, I mean, the main thing about this series is, uh, and I mean, I think this one's a little bit different than other series. Well, like Stan and Scooter were, uh, love one another greatly, but they had a little bit more of a antagonistic, like, like relationship because Stan's not a hundred percent human or like, uh, you know, their, their relationship, uh, you know, they had a very, I guess not, they weren't antagonists, but inadvertent antagonists sometimes, maybe. Uh, where G, DK, and Simon, there's nothing like that. It, it, I mean, it, it is like, a, I guess it's not idealized because the circumstances aren't ideal. And it, it, like you say, well, if it was idealized, you'd be here with us, you know. But uh, that it is like, and, and I mean, there is something, I mean, neither later in the episode, I could tell you, like, subtextually, like, uh, that just to me adds, like, an emotional juice to it. And as someone that, like, lives in, like, a world of layers anyway, you say, well, now, like, uh, that you're detached from the world, uh, or that these two young women, or that Simon, it, it, it's complicated. It's like, well, I have this close relationship with one of my relatives as a mentor, as someone I can talk to. They're not, you know, but they're not around. Or Simon has this, like, parental role or connection to them that's very fulfilling. Yeah, but it's, you know, there's a vast distance. In, in, but in some sense, like, uh, the vast distance that separates them or disconnects them also allows them to be connected. Uh, I mean, that sometimes happens. Like, you know, say, say sometimes when things aren't going good, we get along great, you know. Uh, I don't know. But, but really it came down to, like, the foundation of the show is the characters, like, love and respect uh, for one another. And not only that, like, a trust and, and a willingness to grow and learn from all three, like, all three of them, I feel like. Or that's just what I enjoy about them. And just to barely tease uh, next the next series, uh, that won't be the case with the next series. I mean, in a good way. Uh, it's like sometimes you can't have characters that get along. You can have characters that get along and love one another and respect one another. And, uh, it's it, it just, uh, and sometimes you need characters that are a little bit more at odds or, or more comical, I guess, uh, uh, like, so I don't, not necessarily comical, but the next series will be, uh, two characters that aren't related, uh, and that are in a, like, uh, that are for just friends, uh, so, yeah, hopefully you enjoy that. I enjoy talking to you about this, and I'm glad uh, you listened or you lied there and rested. Uh, thanks so much for, for uh, coming along for the, the ride this season. I really appreciate it.